0: Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with
1: Uh, James Prophet,
0: (laughs) And we are here bringing you the instant reaction to night two of Wrestlemania 36.
1: All right, so man, there are a lot of things that, again, just like last night, there's a lot I want to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. But Josh, before we go into specifics, right off first impression, what would you give tonight's Wrestlemania?
0: I don't know. I I think it'd be about the same as yesterday for me. I, I think I'd give it a C again. What about I'd you?
1: Say about the same, but I'd give it a B again. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like they didn't change a whole lot as far as like tone or you know match quality or anything.
1: I will say tonight for me had like the highest high of the two day event and the lowest low as well.
0: I'm curious about your lowest low.
1: <laughs> it it might involve one of your favorites.
0: Okay, well let's just let's just start with the going in order. I I don't know that the main event was as jaw droppingly we have to talk about it like like last night. So
1: so actually, as an interesting talking point, with you know the main event was Drew versus uh, Brock. The match mm-hmm. lasted just a couple minutes, yep. and Drew won the title. He's the new WWE champion. What do you think of what I'm going to call the Goldberg style of main events <laughs> that have kind of popped up in the last few months where it's essentially kind of a copy of like his match with Lesnar. They'll do these big power moves for like two to three minutes and then end. It's It doesn't make for bad matches. It can be exciting, but... As a long time fan, is it what you think you're looking
0: for? No. I my my problem with it is you know it's gonna happen. Like like Jess was watching with me and it was what ten fifteen or someone it started and she's like, Is this gonna go to eleven? I'm like, No, this is gonna be two or three minutes because that's what these main events are anymore with these Brock Lesnar or Goldberg types. So that's my problem. I don't mind if, you know, that's how it ends up sometimes, but just going into it knowing that that's going to happen is kind of annoying
1: so there has been this history of like what's so there is um there's been a history of wwe main events being called the wwe main events style okay Mm -hmm. this has changed over the years so there was the traditional wwe main event style which was sort of like the hogan match with the good guy taking the early advantage, getting beat up for like 80% of the match and then coming back to win. Okay? Yeah. That was the Hulk Hogan formula. And then it kind of got a uh, co-opt by Randy Savage during his second title reign, a little bit during his first. And then after that, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels kind of reinvented the main event style to make it the match that had the most wrestling moves and uh, the most wrestling holds in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So That then got changed to uh, the Attitude Era main event style, which was a lot like the Bret Hart, Steve Austin style, except instead of holds, they would replace it with brawling, uh, where a hold would be. So essentially when guys needed to catch their breath, they would just do, like, crowd brawling back and forth. And this was largely done to accommodate Steve Austin's neck injury, Mm -hmm. but it did make for really exciting matches. That changed into the... uh, Next main event style, the John Cena, Randy Orton main event where it was kind of a power match, you know, with some wrestles in it, kind of bringing those back in. but so what is new again? And now we're at, I I just called it the Goldberg style, where it's essentially like slam, 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 pin, you know, five to eight minutes and you're out, um, last night was actually two minutes tonight it was probably like three to four couldn't have been very long I think maybe this is the last hurrah of that main event style we had two of those at this Wrestlemania I don't know if we're going to see them again but overall the Brock Lesnar Goldberg main event style of like massive moves and a quick in and out were you a fan?
0: no I was not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My problem with it is it kind of buries the finisher, right? So, like, what was it, 2018 or something where they built up the, um, the F5 as, like, this unstoppable finishing move that no one could kick out of. And then, like, with these kind of main events, you had Roman Reigns kicking out of, like, what, three or something? And I think Drew kicked out of three tonight. It's just kind of like, okay, well, you did all that work for... No reason. Like, it doesn't mean anything. So, that's kind of my main problem with it. Like I said, I don't mind it every now and then where it's, like, catches you off guard. But, I don't know. Three three F5s is kind of silly, I think.
1: I don't mind it, that aspect of it, that much. Because I think instead of a finishing move being treated like it's traditionally been treated in a wrestling match, where it's something that, that actually finishes... I think of these matches more like street fighter two encounters where essentially you do like your signature move over and over and over until you win.
0: That makes sense.
1: So that I don't mind so much. I think they've been pretty good, but I think they age more poorly or at least they age quicker than the other types of main event styles. Right. Yeah. So whereas like the John's, So the John Cena style, the Brett Sean style, the Hogan Macho Man style, I think those have more longevity, whereas this style, the Brock Goldberg style, it's very exciting, but I think it ages quicker. And so I'm personally, even as a fan of it, I'm ready for it to be over. I was not anticipating anything that I didn't feel was very predictable out of the main event, and what I got was very predictable, not because of the result, but just because of the match layout. Yeah, so I'm with you. Even though I liked it, I'm ready to move on. Okay, so main event. Um, I'll say I enjoyed the night one main event a lot more than night two.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the
1: I, one that you thought was the. Yeah, I, I
0: think technically I liked the night two one better, um, <laughs> but I don't know. There's just not much to it. It's just a just a bunch of finishing moves, and then somebody eventually pins the other guy. I don't know. I'm I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of not much to it.
1: A three-minute action-packed match is better than something that you actively hate, Yeah,
0: I will say that there was something that I hated even more than the AJ Styles (laughs) Undertaker match tonight, so...
1: (laughs) Ooh, if it's what I think it is, we are about to have a very heated conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It probably is. Okay, so I will say in the last 24 hours... I have grown in fondness for the Undertaker AJ Styles match. Okay. Can I explain this? Sure. Like,
0: yeah, I'm I'm in the last 24 hours I've <laughs> realized I'm pretty much alone. There's a few people, but like <laughs> the overwhelming consensus is that it was phenomenal, no pun intended.
1: <laughs> so, here's what I like about it and here's what I actually I'll name some things I love about it that make me like the match uh, quite a bit now that I've had a day to reflect on it, okay? Number one, it really bothered me last night, sent, like, The Undertaker essentially trashed AJ Not He didn't trash AJ Styles, but it was sort of like, yep, you just can't hang with me, kid. Stuff, you know, kind of like an old gunslinger, like the Clint Eastwood thing, okay? Mm-hmm. John Wayne. No matter what the result is, AJ Styles was in a WrestleMania main event, and so no matter how he does, that's always going to be something that elevates somebody's stock in the company, okay? So I don't think – where last time I thought like – I think this kind of – I felt like it hurt AJ. Upon reflection, I thought like, no, that was an insta-reaction that was incorrect. This helped AJ quite a bit because no matter what happens – He's a WrestleMania main eventer from now until forever, and that's more—that's a bigger deal than the world title. That's more rare. Uh, number two, I think it's the best Undertaker match in seven years, which made me realize that number three, this was the best possible scenario that could have happened if they had a normal match. I think it would have been pretty bad, even with that's AJ. True.
0: Yeah,
1: but with this kind of being what it was. You know, it was nothing but smoke and mirrors, and I don't want to see the Undertaker having matches. But I heard um, on Wrestle Talk on YouTube, um, a British show where they review Raw, and SmackDown, and uh, AEW and NXT. They, one of the guys said he's ready for the Undertaker expanded universe.
2: Huh?
1: <laughs> so I kind of thought, like, you know what? I'm down for more Undertaker movies. <laughs> Let's bring out these 20-25 minute movies. If you made that a consistent thing, I wouldn't mind at all. I think it could actually be very fun. I'll make that a part of some pay-per-views. I'm way more down for that than him ever wrestling again. And I think it'd be safer for him, his body, and his family. So I always like that too.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And
1: yeah, and plus, like, it was memorable. You know, it was. Different. It wasn't just like a crappy match. It was something I have several. When I think back about last night, I have several snapshots in my head, which is generally the day after how I tell if something was, if I remember it a few years from now or not, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: There's a lot of snapshots in my head from that match. So I get why you hate it. I get why other people really, really love it, but I don't think I—I I, I don't think it's the best thing ever. It's not what Scott Keith called a million bajillion stars, <laughs> but I do think now, like it was very good. And if they keep going down this road with the Undertaker, that's great.
0: The road of the, like just the American badass, or just the—I
1: mean, like having movies instead oh, of
0: okay. Machines. See, but
1: I was happy to see the American Badass. I wish he would have done this three years ago.
0: Yeah, I, I wondered after tonight's... I mean, we'll just go ahead and touch on it—the fiend and Cena thing. I, I don't know if that's just because of the circumstances with, you know, not having a live audience, or if that is some new direction that they're going in, where they kind of f- film almost like mini movies or short films or something as as wrestling. Do you think that's going to happen, or do you so, think that was just for would, this mania?
1: Back in the Attitude Era, Vince Russo, the writer of the Attitude Era that you and me really dislike <laughs> a lot of stuff they on, done, he kind of had this infamous quote where he said, wait till we get rid of the ring, then we'll really start having fun. Oh, God. And it's funny that it took <gasps> the coronavirus and essentially WWE being limited to what is one spot their training facility in Florida where they could have matches. And then just recently having that suspended. So it looks like they're not going to even be able to have matches. Right. Right. Um, I think that got shut down by, uh, the County actually, they said like, Nope, no more. We don't want to risk anything. I, if this is the part of the pun, the new world order of how things are going to have to operate until they can fill arenas again. I can't think of anything better. I think this was actually, if the two examples we got tonight, if three, if you want to count Edge versus Randy Orton, I think it could be really fun. Show the backstage brawls. Show the crazy stuff. Let's just well, have a good
0: time. I I would say you know I'll be watching way less, but I did I did text James during the event tonight and ask when Bailey got her new theme song. When he responded <laughs> seven months ago, so. That shows how much I watch the uh, current product.
1: <laughs> All right, so I think you and me are the same. I haven't watched Raw SmackDown consistently since maybe 2013 or 14, mm-hmm. okay? But um, 2014, I think. But I always, I've never not read the weekly results. I think I've probably done that almost every week, if not every single week for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. right? And I, I love following wrestling. For me, you know, like raising kids, that's always going to be your priority. Family, uh, friends, you know, there's less and less time to watch TV. And since my wife's not a wrestling fan, I don't really watch this with her unless it's a big event once a month. So really, I only see it once a month. I'm And like the extra stuff that you and me watch for fun. And then, like, YouTube videos here and there. I'm happy with that diet. You know, I like that diet of wrestling. So I can't say that, like, oh, I'm going to stop watching because I don't really watch anyway. But I am intrigued to see where this goes.
0: Well, I, I guess. I might
1: start watching again on really?
0: <laughs> Man, you, you're loving it, James.
1: It's different. It's different. <laughs> it is different. I, yeah. I like the uh, innovativeness, and I want to see how far they can go with it.
0: You know, I follow a lot of um, New Japan writers, like um, not writers but podcasters and different things like that. And a lot okay. of uh, a lot of them were saying something to the effect of, "This is the most uh, respect WWE has showed its fans in a while." Um, I think the idea being that everything is always so predictable and the same and this is just something different, and you had to, I guess, use your brain or something to really think about it and all that. So I I get where that's coming from, and at the risk of sounding like just an old, like I only like things <laughs> like, to stay the it same. Better. It was better <laughs> yeah. in that day. <laughs> but it's not even that it's better in my day, because there's a lot of cr- you know, crap from back then. But I, I guess I just think like it's not i'm just gonna say say what i think james it's probably douchey but it's just not wrestling to me it's like it's they're not wrestling there was no wrestling at all it was all like you said like short films i mean and and i love i love movies so maybe that's another added layer of why i don't like it as if i think it's just poorly made or something but yeah i don't know i'm like i'm all for innovation i mean i love kenny like he's all about that, doing different things and everything, but I still would like it to be in a ring and, you know, have a match structure to it, so that's just where I'm at, I don't know it it could grow on me or it could change you know, if it was in the Tokyo Dome I'd probably give it six stars
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dave Meltzer might give one of these matches six stars I don't know,
0: I, I was following along with him on Twitter, and he was not a fan, so. (laughs) Shocking. Yeah, shocking.
1: I will say, I'm with you. I don't want, once we can have crowds again and it be safe for everybody, I don't want to lose the live experience. Like, you, me, Bill, Nick, Jesse, we all went, Jeremy, we all went to Monday Night Raw this Mm -hmm. past January, right? Yep. And we all had a great time. It was so much fun. Yeah. So I do not want to lose like professional wrestling being what it's always been because again I love the live crowd. That's probably my favorite part. But but big butt now. I like big butts and I can't help <laughs> a lie. If they start incorporating these short films into like a once a week segment or maybe a once a pay-per-view special segment, or maybe once every other month even, I'm a super happy camper. I do again, this to me is the ultimate influence like you know the final deletion from tna of all Mm -hmm.
0: places yeah
1: how insanely influential will we look back at that being if this becomes a standard thing
0: yeah that's crazy to think about
1: yeah even more so even more influential than it than it's looked at now this was just a wrestlemania main event was essentially one of those ideas yeah
0: and i like everybody loved it the Cena one was right on, I mean, it was right before it, this, you know, the second Nightmare event. I kind of couldn't believe that. I mean, I know it's Cena, but the fact that it was so different, and I thought maybe that was them, you know, um, trying to make sure all the kids were in bed before the Fiend stuff. I don't know, but um, I w- I was glad that <laughs> my kids were in bed by that point, for sure.
1: yeah. Zoe was in bed. She went to bed during the Bailey match. She made me promise to tell her who won tomorrow morning. <laughs> she was really tired.
0: So she gonna be but glad that
1: she'll be happy. Okay, she is a Bailey's her favorite, so she'll be awesome. very excited that Bailey was the winner. Um, but yeah, the Bray Wyatt Cena thing that was scary, and I have no plans to show that to my daughter. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, you want to start running down the card, or is sure. there anything else you want to hit organically, since no. we're just conversational tones right now?
0: No, we're good. We can start okay. from the beginning.
1: Opening match tonight, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's title. <laughs> this is my match of the year so far.
0: Really? <laughs> I thought...
1: match. Oh my gosh.
0: I liked it. I, I thought you might not, because, <laughs> because Charlotte won. Um... <laughs> I know you. I know she's grown on you, but I just mean, you know, it's, it's like, I was like, really? Look, like, you're going to take the NXT title too? Um, <laughs> but I kind of get it. As long as it's like setting up, you know, stuff for the future, then
1: it's fine. And it's exciting, you know, like Charlotte Flair is, you know, probably the second biggest name in the women's division behind Becky Lynch is the women's champion. Yeah. So it's like, oh, whoa, okay, what happens now? The big question is what happens now? And that's a great place. That's yeah, always my favorite place to be when I'm wrestling. Yeah,
0: and it's, you know, put more eyeballs on NXT, which is a good thing, too, so.
1: Yeah, she's probably a ratings draw, so that'll be good for them. So, again, I said this is my match of the year so far. What did you think of the match?
0: Yeah, I dug it. Um, I, You know, Jess is a big Charlotte fan, so when it started, it was... Um, I was glad it was the first match because it, you know, got us interested and into the night. And I mean, I'm a Ripley fan too, and I thought she did awesome. Um, I was a little bummed for her that her WrestleMania debut was not in front of a live crowd. Although, was was she there? She wasn't there last year, right? I was she trying was to not think there of that. Yeah, year. yeah,
1: this was her WrestleMania debut.
0: So, but no, she was she was good. Even I thought she looked good even in the loss. So
1: um mm-hmm. yeah I oh my fan. gosh yeah
0: there was some really good um work done you know where she was charlotte was targeting her knee the whole time and then <sighs> trying to get the figure four and finally got it and it was kind of scary looking like oh god she's gonna you know hurt her or whatever but i mean in a good way so
1: and that's what i loved about that the psychology was top-notch rhea Ripley sold like a freaking boss man yep. she never stopped selling the leg the whole match they worked fantastic without a crowd you know they really jaw jacked to keep it entertaining they were yelling at each other like they were yelling at themselves to suck it up just like you would do if you were in a mm-hmm. fight like that they both came off looking like superheroes for how hard they fought and how much they endured I again to me like this was the opening match it was amazing this could have been the main event I, and it would have been an epic main event. Yeah. So, yeah, loved everything about this match. I have zero criticisms about this match. It was frick five stars to me, freaking incredible.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I, I dug it. I don't know that. I mean, it was one of my favorites of the whole weekend, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it was good.
1: Okay. Now, all right, and now that we're talking about this match, I might raise my grade to like a B plus or anything. The overall. Best. yeah, overall, yeah, for the show, but yeah, that match, uh, loved it. All right, anything else you want to hit there? Um, I don't think Did so. Did Jess geek out when Charlotte won?
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as you know, she does for that that kind of thing. But yeah, <laughs> she was she was excited. The kids were still watching at that point too, so Uh, louie louie likes anything high flying so he was pleased there was some good moves off the top rope and to the outside and
1: everything very nice if we if you had some moscato and jess you probably would have maybe all right so next what was next on the card Uh,
0: it was alistair and uh, bobby lashley
1: all right i missed most of this making dinner i mean uh i went out and bought some food with my fun money and i got bacon sausage and hash browns i was cooking that for most of this match but i saw the finish how was the match uh
0: it was all right um it's a lot of a lot of kicks as usual for alistair um it was relatively (laughs) short i can't remember i think it was like six minutes or something it seemed really short
1: 714 yeah. yeah it
0: was i don't know it was it was what it was it was I didn't care for the ending. Do you did you you said you saw the ending? Yeah. Uh, Bobby
1: Lashley charged and Alistair hit a black mass on the charge and pinned him. Yes, yeah,
0: so like he had him up in this um whatever this other movie was gonna do where he was gonna drop him and Lana got on the ring apron and was like, No, do a spear, do a spear and he basically was like, Oh you and like set him down and then and then went for a spear and got kicked and did the whole like Really? You know, like the whole face at the manager kind of thing. So that I thought that was kind of dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> it was alright.
1: Okay. I'm also gonna have to rely on your opinion for the next match, Otis versus Dolph. I missed almost all of this one taking care of a crying baby and finishing up dinner. <laughs> but I I right now I'm just reading that looks like Otis won. Yep. With Mandy's help, and then Mandy and Otis kissed for the first time, and that was how they ended it.
0: Yep, that's I, that's the whole thing.
1: <laughs> with the history of WWE, I am super pleased to see this because I'm so used to just being like, "Nope, the jerk gets the girl." Yeah, that's that's I, how it goes, pal.
0: I saw that reaction a lot on Twitter of, you know, basically, finally they <laughs> they didn't do what you <laughs> think they would do
1: they um, figured out that people like happy endings yeah i mean that
0: uh, i don't know it was it was weird it was i think it's kind of funny it was like you know that mandy waited all this time to 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 go take care of business with sonya and just happened to be in the middle of a match at wrestlemania i don't know
1: gotta make count right yep
0: so yeah she all right. She did the low blow to Dolph, and that was that was the end of it. So,
1: okay, Josh, we might be about to have our first argument of the night. Yeah. Okay.
0: I don't think so. Edge versus she,
1: Randy Orton. Last man standing. Terrible. This match was eighteen hours long. Yes, it was. There was lots of walking. Lots and lots of walking, and then there was some more walking. It's a lot of grunting. And then, and Orton was like, "Walking, you say? I think I'll walk a little." A little more.
0: <laughs> so do you think I, our argument is because I love Edge and I'm going to like it or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was expecting you to so, like it,
0: did you not? So I love Edge, but I don't know if you're remembering how much I hate Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was horrendous. <laughs> I thought it was really bad. But
1: It was 36 minutes, 39 seconds, and it fell like...
0: Three times as long.
1: My gosh, it was so slow.
0: So, you know, we were talking about all these filmed um like segment kind of things made me think of when i was watching this of the boiler room brawl <laughs> which i like, like we were special. at i know that's what i was gonna say i liked that and uh i, I don't know this uh, in the first like five or ten minutes it kind of gave me that vibe and i was like i i could get into this you know they're backstage they're in a different setting it was a weight room so it's kind of like not the, your typical just you know throw garbage cans around kind of thing but yeah, it really, really, really dragged on, and I knew that it felt long, but I thought maybe it was like, no, it wasn't that long, and I looked, like you said, I looked it up after the words, I was like, 36 minutes, like, Adam Cole's just freaking sitting there doing nothing, and he got 36 minutes of this these shenanigans, I just couldn't believe it, so, I mean, I don't know. I
1: think about eighteen minutes, in, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Just to end this match, and then it went twice that long. Yep, it's crazy. Um, you, one thing I will say, one of the cool things, long-term booking, long-term story writing, the faction of the Evolution, right, mm-hmm. where Randy Orton was the chosen one to take Triple H's pl- place. Excuse me, I have the hiccups. Yeah. Um, Triple H was not on this year's WrestleMania, so Crami- Randy Orton took his place as having. The boring, super long match that was going for the epic and just fell flat. It just fell flat. It was really dull. Yeah. Instead. That makes that slow, plotting 36 minutes, 39 seconds. I,
0: I just couldn't believe it with like Edge's age and stuff. Like, all these matches going six, seven minutes. Like, how are you going to have the one with the 245 year olds go <laughs> 36 minutes? I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs>
1: It's a weird call. Weird call. I don't know what they and were trying to do
0: with Sorry, go
1: ahead. The review I'm reading this off of giving me the results from gave it a B. Really? I, there
0: were there were some cool spots, but like a few cool spots in a thirty six minute match is just not enough. Like but,
2: yeah.
0: so Yeah, I don't know. I, I was kinda confused. Like Orton is always whatever. I just I just never really care for his matches, so it's to be expected from me, but I was kinda like what are they doing with Edge? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'd be worried that that would take up, like, he only has, like, 36 minutes in him a year. You could use them all up at WrestleMania. But,
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: And that's edited, so God knows how long they really were out there doing that stuff. <laughs>
1: Think about that. This may have been, like, even longer. Yeah. This apparently was the longest match in WrestleMania history that was not the Iron Man match.
0: Is that for real?
1: That. Uh, that's what this person's saying. Oh if my, my math is right, this was the longest non-Iron Man match in Mania history.
0: That's crazy. Uh,
1: I I think it was a bad call, yeah. but... Yeah,
0: Yeah. my small circle of wrestling Twitter was not a fan of this one. I don't know where your... <laughs> where that B-plus came from, but I think the so. general consensus was bad. <laughs>
1: This is from a guy named uh Prime Bayless. He reviews like legit everything. that this I think is like actually his job where he just writes for wrestling websites so he'll watch everything. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so well, don't get it. Teach but, his own. Yeah, teach their own <sighs> teach their own. Next up we're tag team titles Street profits against Austin Theory and Angel Garza.
0: Yeah, I, I liked this match. Um I do, too. Like I connection pad. Yeah, I I like the street profits and I thought they were fun. Um the uh the other two dudes I was not as familiar with not watching wrestling in a while. Um I'm watching WWE in a while. So, but they were they were good. The um one dude liked to do moonsault. <laughs> he did like three or four of them. But yep. um but yeah, it was good.
1: Angel guys has been on Raw lately. The last several weeks, he's with uh, Zelina Vega, and then Austin Theory was sort of a last-minute replacement for Andrade, That's who right. was sick, so they pulled pulled him from the show. Okay, but yeah, yeah, they did good. I thought they had a good match. All right, so we are down to our last three matches: uh, SmackDown's women's title, Bailey defending in the five way against Sasha Naomi Tamina and Lacey Evans. I thought this was great. This guy didn't like it. He gave it a D, but I'm thinking like B+. I enjoyed the heck out of it.
0: I, I didn't, I, I'd probably go in the middle, just like a C+, or something. That was some cool stuff. I, I really didn't understand Tamina being in it. <laughs> I thought like that, that's, that rang of, um, you know, we got to get everybody in kind of thing. But I don't know, like, the other four were just so much clearly better. So, I mean, I was glad I'm that... I'm sorry. They...
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: Oh, no, you're fine. I was just, I was just glad that she was out first and the other four could do their thing.
1: Yeah, she was on to six minutes. In multi-person matches, I always appreciate the cleanup hitter, right? Mm-hmm. So, if there's, like, a money in the bank and they have, like, five really great, like, fast-paced, smaller workers, I kind of hope they'll have that Six person be a bigger guy, just because I like that aspect of having that one person who's a little slower come in and just like get these mammoth shots that'll just floor somebody with one hit, right? Yeah. So the best example of this is the first Money in the Bank match where it was uh, Jericho, Edge, Benoit, Christian, Shel- Shelton Benjamin, and then Kane. And you know, clearly one of these men is not like the others, <laughs> and again. The other five are doing these incredible things. Then you get Kane in there, and he'll just hit, like, one chop or one yeah. choke slam. It, it looks super impressive, and it's a completely different, you know, skill than the other guys bring to the match. So I think that's what Tamina did for the first few minutes. I thought she did a fine enough job, and again, like you, I was glad she was the first one out. Yeah. So she did her bit, and then she, then she was gone. <laughs>
0: But yeah, your um, your girl Lacey, she was she was pretty impressive. I really yeah, like that. Great. I really like that move she does, where she like jumps up on the top rope and then like holds it or oh, whatever. That she moonsault.
1: Did. Yeah. Oh, that was that was spot on, perfect, man. Um, I think I may have only given this match like a B, but when. Sasha made Naomi tap, and then Bailey screamed, dance to the back at Naomi. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: That raised it to a B-plus. That was pretty great. And then, yeah, so Bailey accidentally hits Sasha. Sasha gets eliminated a minute later, and then she ends up saving Bailey's title for her from Lacey Evans. I'm glad Lacey Evans is starting to get a bit more respect from people because she's always been good, people – Just didn't like her very much.
0: I kind of wondered if she might win. Uh, Going into it, I thought she might be the final two and might pull it out. Pull it out, but yeah, it was interesting with the the Bailey Sasha stuff. I don't know if they'll do much with that or if that's just like a (laughs) you know evergreen kind of thing to go to.
1: Bailey and Sasha, I think, are the new stinking like sluger, where they can just just like infinitely tease that there's dissension and there's going to be a blow up. But they can delay it like forever, forever in a day until they actually pull the trigger on it.
0: <laughs> That'd be cool when right. they
1: do. Yeah, it will be. It'll be great. All right, Josh, this is going to be the <sighs> Taker AJ match for tonight. This is the next one that didn't take place anywhere near a ring, not anywhere near the the arena even. John Cena versus the Fiend inside the Firefly Funhouse. This was awesome
0: (laughs) i was wondering when i was watching i'm like i think james might love this i don't
1: know dude this to me was like what david lynch would write if he were a wrestling fan this was so good yeah it was weird and bizarre and nothing resembling any kind of reality loved every minute of it
0: so you loved it from the very beginning when we weren't really sure what the heck was going on
1: I think the fact that it didn't make complete sense made it better again that's that Lynchian thing, you know, like it doesn't have to be congruent. It's supposed to be like a fever dream and, and um again, there were no moves I think at this point and again like after I had a day to, i'm sorry <laughs> with these
0: hiccups, I- after i
1: after I had a day to reflect on the taker thing. I started liking it more when I realized I did not want him to have a wrestling match, right? Yeah. I did not want to see John Cena versus The Fiend in a wrestling match, right? True. I think the problem with The the Fiend is that he's a wrestler. But if they just do these goofy, weird things with him, I'd, like The Undertaker, I'd enjoy that a lot more than him wrestling (laughs) Yeah, I thought that, this was insanely entertaining.
0: That that makes sense, and I I do tend to forget about the entertainment and world wrestling entertainment. Um, because cause my like I said, my thought is similar to what I said earlier is that it's just it's just <laughs> not wrestling. But, um, yeah, if the if the alternative is seeing them two in a wrestling ring, I I would prefer to watch this. Um, no, I don't mean like ever. I just mean. Like, I still like Cena as a wrestler, but I don't know. Fiend wrestling in a, in the middle of a ring like he's just a normal wrestler makes no sense.
1: So the kind of gimmick here is that John Cena steps through a door. Then he's transported step by step through all the different phases of his career up until they get to WrestleMania 30, which is where he fought and beat Bray Wyatt. And then Bray Wyatt kinda says, you know, this is where you ruined me and then like for the first time we see Bray Wyatt the way he was back at WrestleMania thirty for the first time in about a a year, Mm -hmm. I guess. And maybe maybe longer. (laughs) And so he says, This is where you ruined me, this is where you destroyed me, this is where it all started going down downhill. And we're going to relive this state and rewrite the state the way it should have been. And then The Fiend shows up and he destroys John Cena. And then Bray Wyatt from WrestleMania 30 counts to three. And again, they show the old Wyatt family clips. Um, I, again, I David Lynch. <laughs> I like David Lynch stuff. You know, I like Twin Peaks. I like Mahalan Drive. And I liked this match. I thought it was a hoot.
0: Can you explain, James, the NWO stuff for me? Because that, that made so, no sense to me.
1: Okay, so the NWO essentially took off when Hogan tur- turned heel, right? When he betrayed his better sensibilities and just said, screw it, I'm doing something that really is for me. Okay. Okay. So back at WrestleMania 30, there was this moment where it kind of like Emperor Palpatine in the Star Wars movies, right? Or, you know, like, kill me. I want you to kill me because then I'll be the one with the, pa- the true power, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Bray Wyatt gave John Cena a chair and got on his knees and just sort of opened his hands and was screaming, "Hit me, hit me!" As John Cena wanted to, but because because he's the hero, kind of like Luke when he was fighting Vader, he wouldn't kill him. He put the chair down. And he wouldn't hit him with hit him with the chair. And then John Cena like got the pin and won the match in the quote-unquote honorable way. So this time because The Fiend's been going so nuts on everybody, John Cena has the chair. They repeat that and Cena says, I'm going to do what I should have done six years ago and he swings the chair as hard as he can and then The Fiend disappears because, again, this is no semblance in reality right? and I guess Bray Wyatt disappears and then we kind of Get this NWO thing where sort of like Hogan gave in to the dark side, that was Cena giving into to his dark side, and now like he has to live through this, like, oh, this is just like you, you gave into the dark side when you swing that chair. It's just, it's just okay. and then Cena, you know, throws the hat down, just like his sort of way of saying, like, no, I didn't, I'm still me, I'm still good, but truly, it wasn't quite the same, and the fiend. Put him down after he had compromised his morals, Got and it. and yeah, and that was it. The fiend beat John Cena like a lot of people thought he should have done six years ago. I was not one of them, but but a lot of people felt like that, and that was kind of it. Okay, the fiend wins decisively.
0: Well, I mean, I never saw a ref James, so
1: <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> Very, well, Barry White was the ref. First.
0: Oh, that's right. He counted him so. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So, I've said a lot about how much I loved it, but there's another side to this. Did you hate this like you hated the the Undertaker thing?
0: I mean, I, I just watched it thinking just, like, what is happening, which I know is kind of what they were going for, but the, like, puppets and, like, the Vince McMahon, like, meta puppet of him saying, like, this is good shit, or whatever, I was just like, I, I don't understand, I don't know, it just, I, I really just didn't get what they were going for, um, other than just, like, strangeness, but, I mean, you explained it, it, it makes sense, um, but, yeah, I did not like it. I, I don't know that I, I don't know which one I, I disliked more, but I like Cena, and I, I, you know, I, I'm still fine with him, coming out and being seen at WrestleMania. I know it was impossible this year. And when he first came out on that ramp, I told Jess, I was like, this is the saddest uh, part of WrestleMania so far for me. Is like Cena not getting to do his thing. Um, Cause it's been. Yeah. He's always like the
1: spirit so, squad leader. At yeah. WrestleMania.
0: And it's been like three or four years because like, he wasn't there last year. And the year before was when he did that thing where he, like, was supposedly in the crowd, you know, and jumped out for Taker. Um, so just having the normal, like, fun John Cena entrance, it's been a while. So, I don't know. It was not for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Gosh. Is there anything else you want to say about this match? You're very... Very kind. They were very diplomatic. Would you say this was the dumbest shit ever?
0: I don't think that, no. I mean, I, I think they were going for something, which is, like, to something, I don't know, It's that's worth something. But I do think, in hindsight now, the <laughs> undertaker <laughs> Styles one was dumber because it just seemed like every other Buried Alive match except for it was called a Boneyard match, and just, <laughs> I don't know, just this, Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay alright so after that there was only one match left Drew versus Brock I was glad it was only two minutes because I didn't think it could follow that Cena Wyatt fever, fever dream thing
0: yeah I thought it was a strange placement just I mean obviously they had to do it that way but it was just kind of like like you said even regardless of liking it or not like how do you follow that um, right. so they did it pretty much you know, the way that you'd expect with few few back and forths and called it, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, so one great thing about the Charlotte vs. Rhea match opening the show mm. is it gave you a great match right at the top to kind of hook you in. So without that, I'm not sure anything else on this night could have, like, hooked you in from the start and kept you going, right? Yeah. The Xenophine thing has to be near the end because it's so different that love it or hate it, it would be hard to get back into spirit following that, right? For sure. And so I would think you'd either want like a big match that's really short, like what we got, or a fantastic match of the year quality wrestling match like Rhea vs. Charlotte. If you'd put Rhea Charlotte in the ma- in the main, I don't know that there is another match on the show exciting enough to hook people into it. So I think I get why Rhea Charlotte was was the opening match, even though quality-wise it deserved to be the main event.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it would have been weird, like even weirder after that that main event to have that Charlotte match. So I, I get it. Um, it definitely hooked us into the night, so...
1: All right, so first two-night WrestleMania. We've talked about you don't think they'll do this again. I think they might. And overall, you said your grade is a C for both nights, correct? Correct. And overall, my grade is probably like a B in that I thought it was very good. But I don't know how much I'm going to rewatch it. It is kind of fascinating to me, like a weird social experiment. Right. So with that, I'm sure I'll watch it a few times if I have the time over the next year but but yeah definitely different so given everything what do you say this year's wrestlemania covid19 mania wrestlemania without a crowd what do you say it was a success given the limited the limitations
0: i think given limitations for sure yeah i don't know what else they could have done that would have been much much different or much better so yeah i think it it was it was a pretty big
1: limitation to have. So yeah, massive limitation to have. I, man, I think it was a huge, huge success. If you have a wrestling show with no crowds. It's like six and a half hours long, seven if you count the two pre-show matches, and you can get to a point where someone like me would say like, oh, that's like a B show. That's essentially an A plus show. <laughs> Right. Because without a crowd, you know, it's, again, it loses so much. So major props to the WWE for figuring out how to pull this off and really going far outside the box through three times.
0: Yeah, that's impressive. I, I mean, the leaps that they took, for sure. Um, generally, they like to keep it safe, especially for Mania. And I think, yep. you know... Um, convincing vince to do some of that stuff be a very interesting uh 24 whatever that's called that show
1: (laughs) (laughs) selling vince mcmahon at wrestlemania 35 damn it i don't get it this undertaker one now that makes sense to me yeah (laughs) these kids don't have what it takes It was better in my day. Um, So did you catch the commercial for the... And by the way, so I guess that's our thoughts on WrestleMania. Moving on, did you catch the commercial for the Undertaker series that they're going to be doing on the network? Uh,
0: I did, yeah. Looks cool. All right. How about you?
1: I did. I did. Um, I think it looks super fun, and... I'm definitely excited to check it out. I'm going to probably watch the preview tomorrow at some point.
0: The you mean like the trailer?
1: Yeah, I guess yeah, the trailer. Oh, they've
0: got like a whatever
1: they call it—the sneak peek. You know, gotcha. I think it's like okay, 30 yeah, thirty minutes. All right, so Tommy just messaged and said he'd like to join our call. Do you care if we invite sure. him in to get his thoughts?
0: Yeah, that worked. Did you see the Hollywood um, preview, James. <laughs> they are.
1: Going. hoping to be back at it next year
0: yeah It's <laughs> fun
1: yeah yeah gosh it is weird to think of a time where this is going to end you know mm-hmm. it's so all-consuming that it's going to feel weird without it when it's gone you know what i mean yeah for sure back to a new right. normal yeah the new normal will be the old normal um all right tommy our friend tommy Joe just joined the podcast how you doing man doing good how are you we're good. Uh, we just went over each of our thoughts for the past wrestle for night two of WrestleMania. We went through the whole card already. Would you care to give your thoughts on the show?
2: Oh, um, oh the 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 fun house was was much better than I thought it would be. Boom! <laughs> Suck it, Josh. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I i i i i Josh, think it, i want you to call it the best shit ever
0: <laughs> i will not
1: you do it right now <laughs> you suck it sideways and you say best shit ever <laughs> all right anyway go ahead Tommy. oh
2: uh i think it met its mark uh much much more than the boneyard attempted to um still think the boneyard was was uh you know it was decent
1: for what it was but um it's actually grown on me a lot in the last twenty four hours. I had to talk to Josh about that, but I think it was actually very good.
2: Yeah. Well, I. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like, it was a pretty good. well the the Boneyard was a pretty good, like what five or ten minute Steven Seagal movie,
1: maybe. I mean, like, what did you want instead of that? You know.
2: <laughs> but um, but the uh the Funhouse, I mean, they 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 really went after John Cena. Yeah. And I mean, really, really, really breaking, breaking him down. And, uh, it, it really kind of allowed the theme slash Bray Wyatt to try to become like this new sort, you know, this new source
1: of evil in the WWE. So uh, this, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, this match, I wish I was watching it with my sister. I wish I was watching it with our friend Bill, because I know they both... My sister is the one that introduced me to David Lynch, and then I told our friend Bill to watch Sean Peaks, and he did, and he loved it. I wish they were watching it with me, because I'd love to have a talk with them, especially my sister, breaking it down, because she knows so much about, like, okay, this is pulled from that, this is pulled from that, and just a. Like get to rave about it with Bill for a minute, but it was very David Lynchian, and man, I geeked at several different parts. For just the phrase I keep using with Josh is a fever dream. I thought it was like a fever dream, and I thought they pulled it off really well.
2: Yeah, I it. Uh, I mean, you know, I was thinking John Cena. There's going to be puppets. I was like, no, this is not going to go well. And man, they they. It it was it was a mind game. I mean, it, it was it was good.
0: I mean, he mind games. Like he even used the mandible claw, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and again, we just talked about Star Wars, Josh, in um, our last podcast—not mm-hmm. the last episode, but our last thing. And so, the whole Luke fighting Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi and not killing him is really fresh in my mind to remind me. oh... This is a classic story. This is borrowing from something that we really like as it is, and it just made me appreciate this even more. Yeah. All right, Tommy. Okay, yeah, keep going, keep going.
2: Oh, um it, it was great to see Edge um back.
1: Um
0: All right, cut us cut his mic, James. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry Tommy we forgot to tell you we both hated this match
2: <laughs> I didn't love the match it went on longer than much longer than it should have but what I did love about it it reminded me of like the old ps2 video backstage video games
1: yeah uh, where, where, throw a guy behind the curtain and then just brawl in yeah you know I mean like
2: yeah cl- climbing the uh the, the trailers and everything like that, so it it, it has kind of a bit of nostalgia, like um uh, uh, about that, and I think Edge really poured in the uh, you know his uh, his acting credentials. Yeah, there. he was like, great. Yeah, but especially the final like I don't know two minutes, it's, they could have cut out uh, a little bit of the match and just kind of fast forward to that. I think it would have been, um, would have been better. But, uh, I, I, I enjoyed like edge kind of putting himself in there and especially the, the final bit.
1: Josh, Um, Tommy, when they were brawling on top of that NXT truck, were you expecting like, I was expecting edge to charge with a spear and to connect it. And they both go flying off the truck. It crossed my mind. Yeah.
2: I, if if it was pre neck injury edge, I think they would have done that. But I I didn't. Just, just my 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 sense of reality kind of kicked in. I was like, yeah, they're not going to do it. Just to not chance e- even if they have padding below or whatever. I was like, yeah, they're not going to do that with Edge. I, I'm I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy. But that's always going to kind of be a, uh, a a small cloud hanging over his head With what he can and can't do, especially with kind of stunt
1: type stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm just gonna say, by the way, I'm doing some fathering right now. My baby just woke up. How dare (laughs) you! my love. My littlest love. My big love is still, or my bigger love still asleep, and my wife love is also asleep. (laughs) But um, if you hear a baby crying, (laughs) that's over on this side But all right, Tommy. uh, Main event: Drew vs. Brock. What did you think?
2: Um, I, I, I think it was what it needed to be. Um, I, I think Drew could have gone for, um, a much more competitive match, but, uh, uh, Brock being Brock, I mean, it, you know, it was, you know, it was the hero standing up to the beast and they both traded their best shots. It was a, it was a heavy, it was like, you know, it was a, it was a it was a Tyson fight. They're just throwing knockout blows and uh the the good guy won. So um for a Brock match it was it was good and I, I really enjoyed uh Paul Heyman, his uh, kind of commentary and kinda of him throwing it in there. And, you know, anything of Paul Heyman, I'm I'm usually pro that, but I, I think he even added a bit of a personality and and think uh just throwing his uh his weight in there too i was glad to, i was glad to see that that drew uh well uh, that you know i i expected they, them to and i i they they did it in a in a stand-up
1: way mm-hmm. i was excited to see drew as champion yeah she didn't talk about that were you happy did oh yeah did you say you were happy okay
0: for sure yeah i'm a big fan um it was a nice closing image for the weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. It going to copyright with him holding the bell and everything, belt. So, yeah, I was Think happy about, about that. that.
1: Six months ago, would you have predicted that in any way, shape, or form? Um,
0: I don't know. Probably not with the, the way things were going with Brock and everything.
2: Yeah, not, yeah. not only that, I, I haven't been too impressed with their transfer of guys from NXT to the main roster. I know Drew McIntyre is a bit more, uh, you know, he has a, he has a bit more wrestling under his belt than just NXT, but uh, I haven't been too impressed with their, uh, with their transfers. And I was glad to see that they're,
1: they're doing something good with, uh, with Drew. Yeah. That Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins. I mean, what have they done with any of those people? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Finn Balor never held one title. Ugh, they're just wasting. It. I, I will defend their singles transfers for the most part. Um, but I think that they suck with transferring tactics from NXT. Oh. That being said, Tommy, you're a big Bobby Roode fan and you and me differ on where he should be on the normal card. Yes.
2: That yeah, that that that's one of my sticking points. But even I mean you know, I mean, even even you know, I I don't think they did a good job with uh uh Oscar. Um, I don't think they uh you know Bobby Roode. I think he's 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 main event talent. Um, even like Shinsuke, I think they should they should have continued to do more with him. You know, him playing second fiddle. Uh, you know, to somebody right now. I mean, you know. It's just, it, it doesn't make sense to me, yeah. but hey, I, I, I don't, I'm not a book, you know, I don't book these things, so maybe I'm uh, talking outside my depth.
1: Josh, what do you think about that? That's an interesting topic.
0: Um, I I pretty much agree that they, have, I don't know, I mean, you listed examples where they did a great job, but um, Shinsuke is a big one that I don't understand.
1: Um, I I, I want to debate Shinsuke when you're done with your answer. Okay.
0: Um, I mean the tag team thing. I I do like the Street Profits a lot, and obviously they um won tonight, so that was that was good. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that they may have dropped the ball on. Um, but yeah, I I think it, they brought up a lot at once a few years ago, which just made it hard because there just wasn't enough room. Like, Samoa Joe, you know, is phenomenal and just hasn't had, like, found the the right spot for him to be champion,
1: but... Okay, so here's my debate. I'm going to debate a few guys here, okay? Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, start with him, right? Mm-hmm. So we all kind of, I think, think, oh, he could have been champion. He could have had a run on top, right?
0: Yep, for sure.
1: Yeah. But he did win the Royal Rumble, okay? He did so in a Final Four with John Cena and Roman Reigns. He got to main event, not like going last, but, you know, like second title match um, on a WrestleMania against AJ Styles. And they just didn't really deliver, right? Like yeah. It was okay to pretty good, but it wasn't this dream match that they'd been hyping, right? So, I think if Shinsuke would have delivered, he probably would have gotten the belt. But because he didn't, and I don't think he really had since he made it to the main roster, I kind of get why they never put the belt on him. I don't think he was a better choice than AJ Styles. And then AJ lost to Daniel Bryan. I don't think he was a better choice than Daniel Bryan. Go on down the line to where we are right now, you know? I don't think really Shinsuke's been like, oh, that should have been Shinsuke Nakamura in that spot more than at least off the top of my head anyone I can think of except for maybe The Fiend and Goldberg.
0: (laughs) And and now you told me you bought a Fiend shirt off the WWE shop already, right?
1: That is not true. (laughs) (laughs) But so yeah that one I love Shinsuke Nakamura I think he's awesome but I and again this might be my unpopular opinion I'm not so sure if he's one of those guys where I think like man they really dropped the ball with him because I think they gave him a lot of really good chances and I just don't well, think he stepped up when he had that.
2: my only question is is if they if they gave him the right chances.
1: AJ Styles, I mean well, what more do you want?
2: Well it they he delivered in NXT. He he delivered in NXT. So he can do really good stuff being hired by the WWE. And I just, unfortunately, I just have this myriad of just like, just really crap that they continue to push years and years and years. Tell me. Hello? Hello?
1: Josh, are you there?
0: Yeah, I just can't hear Tommy.
1: I can't hear Tommy either. Well, <laughs>
0: he had a good point.
1: So yeah, Hello? The, Hello? The last thing I heard was the crap they pushed for years and years and years. What crap are you talking about? Uh, you can hear me now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, sorry.
2: Um, Oh, uh, well, uh, you know, I mean, you're, um, oh, yeah, the guy with, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, you know, you're Alberto Del Rios, you're, um, what's his, his name? Since, guy? And what, what, and, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, with Did the, uh. Home? Yeah, Jinder Mahal, and, you know, basically his push was because they're trying to go for, I guess, the India, you know, audience. And that failed. It failed, and it just failed
1: miserably. And, uh, you know, when they did a house show tour of India, Jinder Mahal did take a pedigree like a normal top guy and took a pinfall. So... The Indian hero that they're trying to push to win the Indian market still had the job to a pedigree in India. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: It, it I don't know. It I, I kinda look you know, I with, with these type of I, I usually, you know, go with my heart over my head, so I I might be just, you know, I, I just really wanted to see Shinsuke get a a serious main event push even if it was, you know, a, a, to the same level of some of the other people that they forced down their throat. All
1: right. Challenge? Agree, disagree?
0: Yeah, I mean, you make a good point like where where would it have fit in, but um I don't remember the years like timelines exactly, but if it was at all around gender Mahal, then that would have been one of them for sure. Um,
1: <laughs> he debuted maybe, like, right when Jinder was champion. Maybe
0: one of like the two solid years that Brock Lesnar was champion. I don't know.
1: <sighs> <laughs> that would have been cool. Um, I don't think Shinsuke's had a great match. Like, I, an all-time classic... On the WWE roster. I think he had some in NXT, but Mm -hmm. since he made it to the main roster, he's had, you know, a handful of like 20 minute matches. I don't think he's ever had that match to your candidate match. That's true. And again, that might just be my opinion.
0: Well, I can't name one, so.
1: I, Any thoughts I, I, on the uh, Charlotte Rhea Ripley match? That's my match of the year so far. I,
2: I loved it, and I, I think that Charlotte was able to win without, and they didn't bury, you know, Ripley. It was, it was just a, a good match that Charlotte won.
1: Okay. Any other thoughts on it? Or, or anything else on the country? Um.
2: Uh. Th- so. Uh. I I, I. 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 I was happy to see uh, uh. Otis finally get uh. His big uh. You know. His big day of of love. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was. It was different than all the other times for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. He, the the, uh, the the character really entertains me, so I was glad to see him get get a little uh, get, get a spotlight. And yeah. I, I, I think he has that uh that Eugene type uh, of of, oh, of glow where I I think he just has a lot of potential to be this kind of side awkward character that does really well with uh with
1: people. <laughs> Oh. That's very lovable, right? Yes. You just mean yeah. like a lovable good guy when you compare him to Eugene. Well,
2: I mean, uh, first of all, who, whoever decided to name his his worm the caterpillar or... with being heavy machinery—I mean, that person earned their money <laughs> with the naming of that. When I, when I saw that, I was
1: like, you know, the 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 dude can move and he has personality. Well, so. I... There is one thing where I really like Eugene comparison is I really can't see Otis getting buried by Triple H in a cage match on Raw one day. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was a huge win for Otis tonight. That was like that was a big deal, you know. He has a WrestleMania yeah. moment now. Yes he does. I I I, ah! I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And you look at a guy like Dolph Ziggler, you know, like who's been with the company for however many years now since two thousand six, I think, he really doesn't. He doesn't have like that oh yeah, that was Dolph's WrestleMania moment. He doesn't have anything like that. And Otis does now. (laughs) (laughs) If all things like start and end with WrestleMania, if that's really what everybody remembers, Otis might be go down as more memorable than Dolph Ziggler to some people.
0: I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what about the um, Street Profits with our boy Too Strong Style? Yes, Too Strong Style.
2: Always glad to see him uh, get in the mix.
0: Um, yeah,
2: a solid match. I'm, it's not going to be... You know, it's not going to go down in my mind is like, oh man... I, I remember that tag match from that year, but it
1: it, 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 it was a good match. Yeah, it's like six minutes. It was entertaining, and then it was over. Yeah. Great, yeah, move on. <laughs> that was good. Um, the Bailey match I loved. Um, Josh, you said it was very good too. You said that Lacey Evans really stepped up for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Tommy, what did you think of that? Um.
2: No, yeah, it was good. Um I, 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 I anything with uh with Tamina just kind of throws me a bit. Um is that not looking too much forward to. And I mean she she did just kind of kind of you know kind of like a you know a bull in a china shop kind of wrestling which really kind of suits her. Um but uh other than that uh, I, I think it it, it was uh, it, it went well. I think they really kind of they played with the uh, with the Bailey Sasha Banks, you know, up until the end, and it was kind of a you know surprise with how they stuck together versus
1: allowing it to throw them off. It was it was well told. Yeah. So I will say, um, a couple of months ago, I watched the Royal Rumble in 1992. Right to sidebar, real quick. Mm-hmm. And one of the matches was the Legion of Doom against the natural disasters, Earthquake and Typhoon, who, if you don't know, are very large, very weighty men, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. So Hulk from the LRD who used to give those great like weird promos, said, I really notice you two like to throw your weight around. Well that's okay, because I wanna throw your weight around too. <laughs> And so, with what you're saying about Tamina kind of being that like big bulky person in the match that's supposed to be hard to move, I, just, I don't know if I want them to use it on Tamina, but I would like them to use that line again sometimes too. So I thought it's a really good line. That
2: that that's just you know turning lemons into lemonade right there.
1: The, the exactly. LOD version. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Josh, what am I missing here? What else was on the card that we could talk about for a sec? Um,
0: I think that we, yeah. I think we covered it all. I'm trying to think of what was outside of those.
2: How, how, how did you guys feel about the commentary? This,
1: uh, this mania. I was neutral on the commentary.
0: Yeah, it was all right. I, you know, uh, I, I had to, had to listen because there was nothing else. I thought it was funny. The um, few people that kind of interacted with them as if they were the ground. I thought that was kind of funny. Um
1: like the Gronk cheering and doing the yes chant and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was, um, I forget who it was, if it was Charlotte or it might, I think it was Bailey at the end who was kind of, at the end of her match was kind of like, None of you all can beat me, and was like looking at them. I was like, nope, I don't, I don't think they could.
1: That was awesome. Not you, Michael Cole. Not you, JBL. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Treasure.
0: I'm not sure. Like, you know, there was a lot of choices, but JBL would never be on the top of my
1: list. But it's all right. Tommy, what did you think of the commentary?
2: Um, I I was. I'm always happy to hear JBL. I mean, even if he's just kind of doing his normal thing, I love his delivery. So I was really happy to uh, see and hear him for the, I think he was doing the the SmackDown side of things. Um, You know, Michael Cole is Michael Cole. So uh, he, you know, there's one or two lines and I can't remember exactly where he said something. I was kind of like, okay okay Michael Cole but he he was he didn't throw anything off for me. Um and then yeah then the raw guys they called it pretty much, you know, just good matches kind of down the middle. So it was good. Uh, no uh yeah, nothing I'm going to probably remember 5
1: years from now, but it was decent. I can't think of any great like one-liners that the commentators had on this year's meet. Yeah, did I miss something though?
0: nope <laughs>
1: <laughs> no
2: yeah, I, I, I was just uh, you know I mean I was just trying to think of something that was there that may not have been discussed that maybe you guys picked up something that <laughs> I didn't
1: but. well we could have had JR to commentate that Otis Ziegler match just to deliver <laughs> that story that would have been fine <laughs> Oh, Sonia! you damn Jezebel, you just screwed up in love. Why are you doing that, you jealous, jealous woman?
0: I was glad that uh, Lawler was not there for the Mandy Rose match. Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a little bummed that Corey Graves wasn't there for that one. I always kind of chuckle when he says, like, there she is, God's perfect creation. <laughs> Or the Mandy, Rose.
2: Mandy Rose. Each their own. <laughs> right. Each.
1: Um so let's do our if you guys are with it. Best match of the weekend, worst match of the weekend, best match of each all right, best match of each night. Oh. Uh worst best match of the weekend overall, worst match of the weekend overall. And then Josh and I already did our grays for the show. Tommy, we'll get yours in a second. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. All right, Josh. Best match night one with a day night. of reflection. Night one. Um, I have The Intercontinental, the ladder match, the women's tag match, the Undertaker match, Goldberg Braun.
0: So many to choose from. <laughs> um, I think the ladder match was probably my favorite from from night one.
1: Okay, on it, Becky, Shayna. Okay, so ladder match. Uh, Tommy, are you still Team Intercontinental?
2: Uh, no. My my favorite match from night one is uh, probably going to be uh KO and, um,
1: yeah. and Seth Rollins. That was a great match.
2: Um. Yeah. That I just, I, yeah. That to me, that was one match on that card that that delivered on a on a mania type, uh, type level.
1: All right, for me, it was the Lemons tag. I'm a massive Oscar oh. fan, so Kabuki Warriors. I love the Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross team. I think they're a blast. Mm-hmm. That match went like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. minutes, and love the action. Love the near falls. That. Oh man, the openers for these two nights I thought were both so good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And and that's my match of the night for night two. Charlotte and Maria Ripley the opener again. Josh, what about you, man? Um
0: I'm trying to think about it. I, I think maybe that Um Maybe that Charlotte match. Oh, uh, Sorry, just thinking. Um, I can.
1: I mean, I know it's Cena versus the Fiend. If you want to just skip the drama, I can (laughs) tell you what your answer is going to be. I think
0: the only other close one would have been uh, the Street Profits match, but it was too short. So, yeah, I'd I'd go with the Charlotte Ripley match.
1: Okay, Tommy, what about you? Um. Ah,
2: it. At, for pure wrestling, I mean Charlotte versus Ripley. But I, I think my match of the night, only because it's going to be something I think that the thing people are really going to be talking about uh, is the, uh, the 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 funhouse. The, the that that uh, it, it's much better than I thought it'd be. <laughs>
1: Sorry about that, guy. <laughs> How dare you? No
2: <laughs> she either real she either agrees with me strongly or disagrees with me strongly. Okay, I totally missed what you just said. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no! Don't. Uh, no. Uh, if I was going to judge pure wrestling, been it in uh, uh, the 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 Charlotte match? But I, I think the fun houses would have to be my match of the night, just because they they pulled it off well. It it turned it 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 turned out much better, I believe, than the boneyard. It 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 hit hit all the marks that they wanted to, I I think, and it it really had me kind of like, wow, what what did I watch? But it 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 but they did it well.
1: Alright, okay, so now before we do best match of the weekend Josh, worst match of the weekend Hmm. I gotta go with the boneyard (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough (laughs) Do you want to give any last quotes? you sound like? I was listening to our thing from last night and I really enjoyed you crapping all over that match even though I liked it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um I think just why, you know <laughs> I don't know That's Josh AJ so
1: <laughs> The kids Who don't work hard enough From this generation Need to learn how it was done In the old school
0: <laughs> <laughs> They don't know what good shit is
1: <laughs> AJ can't work WF <laughs> he was afraid Booker that's why he never
2: kicked <laughs> Tommy first match of the weekend oh man um oh. Uh. I don't know nothing really disappointed me but uh
1: really what (coughs) (laughs) no no, okay never mind yeah nothing really disappointed you okay i mean i i guess it didn't
2: disappoint me because i wasn't expecting us you know i I wasn't grading on my normal mania level i was giving them a pretty easy curve due to circumstances
1: right yeah yeah okay I was definitely giving them an easy curve too. I said really because I thought of my worst match of the weekend that I remember, remembered that you liked it for at least part of it. But mm-hmm. as Randy Orton for me runs away with worst match of the weekend because I was bored for tears, bored to tears halfway through, and then it went another eighteen minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, with all the editing that they did do, that's probably one that should have been edited down. Um, yeah, it's scary to think what editing
1: they didn't do to that <laughs> match.
0: Just wait for the director's cut, James. Um, <laughs> it'll, if it'll, they ever
1: do that, we're podcasting the crap out of that. It'll,
0: it'll beat the Iron Man match. <laughs> <laughs>
1: After uh, miles of walking, Randy <laughs> it's an RKO. Finally, I said three miles of walking. I probably should have said like thirty miles.
0: But
1: <laughs> all, right. all right, so my yeah, my worst match of the weekend, or versus Edge. My best match, run. I I already kind of spoiled it. My match of the year so far: Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Um, Josh. Match of the weekend? What
0: you I, got? I think it's that same match. Okay. I don't. I don't know what what yeah. would have beat it. So.
1: Um.
2: I yeah. To... Uh, I and yeah the the only match in my head that can sort of compete would be the uh ko Seth Rollins but and I, I think that was just really because of the the. The the personalities involved, but just for mm-hmm. pure wrestling, definitely Charlotte and Ripley was the best best of the of the weekend.
1: So, final thing, unless uh, one of you gentlemen have something else you want to go over, I want to talk about what you think this WrestleMania will be remembered for.
0: I think um, for sure it'll be the the Fun House
2: thing.
1: Okay, all right. Tommy, what about
2: you uh well I mean, yeah, fun house and also just the lack of i mean I think the big thing will be the the no crowd yeah um just because the crowd is makes Wrestlemania what it is as much as any wrestler does so it it was it, it was in an in interesting set of circumstances that they did the best they could but Yeah, that lack of crowd really,
1: really affected it as a whole. So going in, I really thought that the lack of crowd would have been to me like the biggest headline of the show. But it seems like in my heart and from what I'm reading online, the legacy might end up being the mini movies. And again, uh, this is something Josh and I spoke about before you jumped on. If this is effectively night one of something that kind of becomes a trend, then, you know, that's a really big deal. Um, <laughs> I One reviewer that I saw um, on Talk on YouTube said he's ready for the Undertaker expanded universe now. <laughs> <Where> he, <laughs> and again, like I was talking to Josh, like I really never want to see an Undertaker wrestling match again but Undertaker mini-movies every so often, I'm totally cool with that. You know, give me those once a month or once every couple months. (laughs) Because you can edit him into looking like, you know, passable and I like this character, so (laughs) why not? Uh, Um, No. Uh, Yeah, the the, uh, uh,
2: you know, quasi-action hero uh, every man's You know, getting the revenge, especially against those young punks. uh, Undertaker is uh, much more digestible than in-ring Taker the past couple of
1: years. And the Fiend, like oh, the Fiend House, way more digestible than any Fiend match I've seen so far, except maybe his debut. I like about House way more. Yeah, I'll take this.
0: Hmm?
2: It should be interesting, especially considering oh, what... you, you
1: agree? Know. Disagree? What?
0: Sorry, James, you were cutting in and out a little bit.
1: I'm sorry. I Again, something I've already said, but I was just saying the fiends thing. I'll take this over a fiend match any day of the week. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, yeah, and
2: it I mean it it really is kind of delving into like what I mean, especially like what they've been doing on on uh on Impact for a while where they have kind of like their their nether worlds and whatever where people literally die and uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh it uh it, it it seemed to be a a a much more per- produced version of one of those type of matches, you know, of course, like the highlight of all that stuff would be the, the final deletion, stuff like that. But it was, you know, it, it was a, it was an interesting uh, dive in. And I think the WWE being what it is, if
1: they do it more, they'll get better at it. I mean, yeah, I thought they had a great first swing. This was sort of WrestleMania colon Lucha underground I was really hoping for Dario Quinto to come out and just kind of start narrating the events. (laughs) Hey, John Cena, you looking for the fiend in the funhouse? He's not going to be there, man. You're looking in the wrong space, my friend. (laughs) We didn't get Dario Quinto, and I really love (laughs) Dario Quinto. But maybe later, (laughs) if they keep going this way. Um. Overall, Josh, if we had to just do thumbs up, thumbs down, what would you say of on the cystical and ebert scale
0: of the whole weekend? Yeah, thumbs down, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tommy. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give him a thumbs up. I'm also going to do a thumbs up. I thought it was a blast and way better than I thought it had any right to be. Yeah all right well unless you gentlemen have anything else you want to cover right now
0: i think i'm good
1: okay no not not the moment all right well guys for now then uh, i guess the discussion will continue elsewhere but thanks for joining us on the pull apart podcast post wrestlemania 36 night two (laughs) um Even if you can't count on wrestling without crowds always being great, there are three things in life you can count on. And Tommy, would you like to do the third thing tonight? You might not know what it is. Tommy's
0: Tommy's never listened to the podcast. (laughs)
1: He may not have listened in quite a while. (laughs) All right, so Josh, Um, you want to start us off?
0: death, death.
1: (laughs) Taxes And <laughs> Taxes And these
0: <laughs> See you guys, See you guys.